Stop laughing. Other than yesterday, this past weekend was Valentine's, Galentine's, Palentine's. Palentine's? I like that. Palentine's. Um, and what a weekend it was. What'd you do, Sharon? I feel like I just went on a walk. I ate a good meal. Posted some bomb-ass Instagram pics. <laughs> With that hand on the Oh my gosh, wall. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like diversify my Instagram content. I feel so cringe just saying this out loud because I'm just like, I, I hate like the person I've become, but I also love her. <laughs> um, it's a love-hate relationship. I, I know. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm just trying to just post more like outfit pics or just like more aesthetic pics or whatever. Ooh, yeah, but I also don't want to fall into like the whole, oh my gosh, like IG influencer, you know, um, but I, I she different. Yeah, she <laughs> no. alternative. Basically, I... she's alternative. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's a D-pop girl. I'm just kidding. Mm, <laughs> she's not an ASOS girl. She's a D-pop girl. I've literally bought stuff from D-pop like three times. Um, yeah, I guess I like got dressed up, and I guess I had a mini photo shoot by myself. It's so mm. scary because like it was just me and my tripod, and I was just like, oh. I was looking. I, I was like, I hope no one sees me because like I, I was just like, I don't want to like. I'm just like, I'm so scared of someone judging me. But then I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Just like do it's it fine. and go. So yeah. And then like Cat and I just like chilled because we were like the only um single people in the apartment. Yeah, Cat, Shreya, and I. We just. Yeah, we just drank wine. I think we had some food and we just chit-chatted. I think we watched some like David Dobrik YouTube videos for some reason. <laughs> oh, because of his comeback? Okay. No, because no, like I think I was just confused about like why he was so big. I was like, why do people Me like him too. so much? Yeah. Somebody, I think the way, I don't know if you're the one that, I, I mean, my sister, I was like, why, why is he famous? Like, why is he just giving away Tesla's left and right? Like, how does he even have all this money to give away Tesla's like every other month? And somebody just told me like, oh, people just like him because he's so nice. No. That's literally. He has, like, adult, he has right? like a puppy dog personality where like he looks so cute and he's so like innocently um, playful where you're just like, oh, that's so like, that's so darling. But um. That was my Valentine's Day. <laughs> what you about and David Dobrik? Basically, Aww. David Dobrik. If you see this, I would love a Tesla. <laughs> hit her up. Hit her up. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for my Valentine's Day, it was it was pretty chill. Went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego. Yeah, met the friends. I was the um, friends. I was uh, admittedly a little nervous wait like your friends met your partner or i met my partner's friends and so yeah um even though i've like met one of his friends before these were just like a couple new people and so yeah it was really chill they kind of reminded me of my high school friends and so yeah i thought it was very like i was like oh this is nice like i already feel like pretty comfortable so yeah i mean we got food Saw of you. Thank you so much. Good job. Um, you get a star. <laughs> Seal of approval. Yes. Um. And that's it. Drove back. What's your um, Valentine's Day, Julie? Yeah. So mine. Um. <laughs> mine was really fun too. I went to Catalina Island the day before because you know I'm not very spontaneous, but mm. I was actually going to drive down to SD, but. 
you know, it was it wasn't going to be an overnight thing. So, you know, it was like, oh, what can we actually do the entire day other than eating? Like all I could think about was just eating. Like I really didn't want to go to Balboa Park. I didn't want to go to the zoo. Like so I, like so spontaneously we were like Cowling Island. So we went Yo. and it, it was just really fun. Like it's just with your friends, I think with your parents, significant other, like go, just go if you haven't gone in a while because it they really like – I mean, it was always like, oh, no, it wasn't always five star. Maybe it was like a three star from my childhood, from my memory. That's oh. where I caught my first fish. But Ew. now it's like, it's real trend. And it's not like super trendy. It's like a island trendy. Um, yeah, so it was, it was just a really good time there. Had a couple margs. Um, Had a couple more margs. Yeah. I, I actually wanted a little bit more, but. Ooh, um, but self-control. I didn't wow. because on the boat ride back, I was so freaking seasick. Like, Bruh. it was bad. Like, I I didn't know I was going to throw up. Oh, no. But you know when you're, like, so drunk? Like, at least for me, the trigger is I start salivating a lot. Oh. Like, when I'm drunk, right? That's so I'm hot. drunk, uh-huh. and then I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'll feel it. No, it's honestly such a great, like, warning. Such a great, like, hey, Julie, in my brain, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get your ass to the restroom yeah. type of thing. Because I feel like for some people, it's, like... It just hits them. Yeah, out of nowhere. So for me, it's more like a a warning to myself. And I was just like so seasick. I was like, I had my head on the table, closing my eyes, trying to not, like, I was trying to think about happy things. And then I I was like, I'm I'm salivating. I'm salivating. I'm definitely salivating. And the boat was so rocky. Like, I literally like flew to the restroom because it was like moving. So you know when you lift your foot up and you just want to like big leap over? So I was like, like a flying like over to the restroom. You like yeeted over to the bathroom. I yeeted. I yeeted. Um, And yeah, it was just, this is so TMI. I'm so sorry, but it was projectile. Oh like, god! I had a tangerine before. Like oh. we got on the boat, it like came out. Like, oh, like full tangerine in its entirety. Yeah, wow. Full tangerine. Wow. God, you need to full chew tangerine. a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I was more. like, did you not chew your food? <laughs> <laughs> she just swallows things. I'm thinking like a lump going down your throat. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> oh, you want me to get even more detailed? No. Yeah, that's hot. So I was like pretty dehydrated though because I had like you know I had a couple marks and I didn't drink enough water, so the tangerine was legit coming out in like clunks like and it was hard it would literally get stuck in my throat because there was no like liquid to push it through so i'd have to like (laughs) and just chunks would fly dry heaving or like no it was it was vomiting like like waterless vomit like oh legit things coming out okay that's the end of that story so then i was thinking about it and that was literally it's been a it's been 364 days since the last time i puked Congrats. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. what was that time? So it was Valentine's. It was Valentine's oh. of last year. Um, and yeah, I was at Arena oh. with Sarah, my friend Sarah and Anne, and they were just like on knees. They were just on knees up in Arena, like, here, Julie, take this shot. Julie, I'll buy you a drink. That was a uh, let's pull over on the freeway, Mr. Uber driver moment. Oh, God. Yeah. I see. But he was nice. He was understanding. I'm so glad you didn't puke in the Uber because that shit costs two hundred dollars. Because you've done it before. My friend puked in the Uber. I bless her heart. Like I, I love her oh, to death. No. I'm not gonna like put. I'm not gonna name names. Um, Sierra. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I literally was like texting Sierra before this. Um, it was just funny because I was like cleaning like my shoes and I was like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So yeah, that was my weekend. Oh fuck. It was great. It was great. Well, yeah. Super memorable. Oh. 
I bet. You and Valentine's Day. We got to look forward to this day every Aww. year. Oh, yeah. Keep a, keep a yak track. Oh, yak oh. track. That rhymes. <laughs> Can y'all join me in this yak track, please? I... Mm. <laughs> well... We want to give a warm welcome to our guest, Sharon Lee. She is, unfortunately, from the rival school, UCLA, where she earned her bachelor's. Go Bruins. (laughs) But yeah, at her time at UCLA, she earned her bachelor's in political theory and Asian American studies. We love a a educated woman. Mm -hmm. You know. Yes. She (laughs) was also speaker's director, where she befriended comedians like Jimmy O. Yang, who... Can you can you tell us a short blurb about that? Yeah, so he basically told me I was funny, and I was like, oh, "What a like, Yo. what a compliment! Like an elite compliment." A comedian telling me I'm funny, like I was like, "Oh, thank you." And then I met him at this after party for Always Be My Maybe with um, Ali Wong and Ran- Randall Park, <gasps> and oh I, God, I yeah, when and then yeah, it's so like the premiere was in Westwood and then the after party was at the W Hotel and we we got in that's that's a crazy story but um I, let me show you the bottle cap that I so I had an extra one of these and I saw him at the after party I was like oh my gosh Jimmy hey and then he he was like he really wanted this like bottle cap opener and I was like oh sorry I only have like one right now but then I like figured I had an extra one in my bag and I was like, hey, Jimmy, since I didn't get to give this to you here. And then, oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, dope. This is so like nice and stuff. And then, yeah, he followed me on Instagram. And then, yeah, we're like friends and stuff. So I know. And it's all wholesome. I swear. I didn't like hook up with him or anything. Like it's not anything like that. Like I picks involved. No, no, no. No DMs. No, no OnlyFans. No cash app. (laughs) (laughs) But no. Yeah. So it's like very wholesome. He'll like reminds me of my older cousins so it's very nice and there's just something about him where he's so blunt and like nice that and he's shorter than me so I kind of like was like haha like, I, I feel like you're not gonna it's not gonna happen kings, uh, yeah short kings um but yeah, yeah speaking of short kings you also <laughs> got to meet Cody Ko Cody Ko Kenny Meek Gang yes and interviewed my maybe my first love really josh peck (laughs) yeah i moderated a talk with josh peck and i was so nervous because it was like my first time kind of speaking on stage in college in front of like more than 500 people i feel like but he was so sweet and his like him and his wife are so cute and he like kept i think he kept mentioning his wife and then like he was so nice to like me and then our staff and he's very humble like he doesn't have that whole like oh, it was on so nickelodeon <laughs> and whatever you know not that <laughs> that makes you like famous or whatever but i feel like it's because he had humble beginnings yeah. just humble beginnings <laughs> and you worked at refinery 29 oh yeah working yes. on projects yes. with brands like Birchbox, oh, yeah. sponsor us <laughs> and chanel sponsor us even more <laughs> um and as you like to say you truly embody what you like to call the la hot asian nerd girl yes i feel like you can be an intellectual and a hot girl i don't know why those are like separate entities you mm. know like legally blonde reese witherspoon you know mm. come on <laughs> like i love seen that i know <laughs> <laughs> but definitely don't want to not mention that you're currently mm. a master's candidate at the usc fight on marshall school of business 
fight on my final but yeah thank you so much for joining us we really wanted to have you on the podcast because i feel like honestly through the course of this julie and i have gotten to know our friends at such a like a deeper level than we thought we could um just like diving into topics that we normally would not talk about and Mm -hmm. so i feel like one of those things for us is just like your experience in the south like though i know that you like um grew up there i don't think we've really gotten a chance to like deep dive and so um yeah can you just like kind of walk us through what it was like um being one of the only koreans yeah for sure it it was wild to say the least um so i was born and raised in memphis tennessee Mm. and before that i lived in a town with like less than a thousand people in it literally if you see the film minari it's that reminds me of like where i grew up in elementary school but i moved to memphis like a bigger city maybe like around middle school or something like that but just to give you an idea of the statistics um the asian population is less than one percent in memphis yeah oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) and now it's like slightly above one percent i think but um I i guess we'll see with like the census results but yeah it's very 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 um white and i think the majority um minority is well okay um (laughs) the majority minority is african-americans so i felt like i connected with the fellow black students in my grade i was only asian and i feel like there were only 10 you know people of color in my grade and most of them were like the black kids and they were usually like brought in from other districts or schools to play sports on for our school and my school is the blindside movie so (laughs) that's so crazy like like the actual movie was based Based on your school yeah yeah the guy came from my school and like the story was about my school basically yo yeah that's crazy yeah so i went to a christian private school and it was just horrific i feel like it, it was just, it was traumatizing it's like oh my gosh i feel like the meanest people in the world are middle school white private school girls <laughs> like oh, i oh I, I can see that they're so scary because like i was just like this timid so yeah i was this timid asian girl with like the circular the oval like wire glasses and like you know i, I was kind of chonky and, <laughs> and i like to read you know so i like stroll up in there in my like jansport backpack and i didn't realize all the cool kids had ll bean backpacks and then like juicy couture purses juicy couture what? daydreamers or like coach bags or louis vuitton never folds or whatever they're called they have louis vuittons in middle school what's yeah never folds what's never folds like the lv monogram tote bag the leather one. one i feel like you the ones you know, that all moms have yeah yeah in middle school yeah like i feel like a lot of the girls or like it's because like most of the kids who went to Briarcrest, their parents owned a lot of the main businesses in Memphis. So they were like the top dogs and, you know, it was very like up there. But like I, w- I would say I felt so out of place because my parents were not like that established. And plus they have like a small business and they're Korean. So I was just like, I feel like I don't belong here. Um, mm. But... I don't know. Just I, I feel like you don't realize how awful the racism was until you kind of get out of it and you process all of it afterwards. And I feel like I began to process it in college and in my 20s. 
oh yeah because you don't know good if there's no bad and so like same thing with Mm -hmm. like racism i feel like if you don't have anything to compare it to Mm -hmm. you don't really know that it's happening like you don't know that Mm -hmm. that's not right because it's not you know because that's normal to you for sure for sure and i think i saw my past self trying to satisfy my white friends so i I, I did these stupid things where I was like, yeah, I will only be the token Asian and make these like Asian jokes or go along with it. You know, I, I had friends who would say things like, oh, you're like actually athletic for an Asian or like, oh, you're mm. actually pretty for an Asian or, the oh, they would call me like, oh, hey, Sharon, you're like my China doll. And I'd be like, yeah. And then like <laughs> looking back, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like I can't I feel so dumb for like having let them do that to me. And mm. when BLM all the movement stuff was going on I had friends reach out to me saying that they were sorry but I I feel like that's another complex thing yeah no when you said um oh like you're pretty for an Asian or you're pretty athletic for an Asian it's so crazy to me like everything you just said because honestly it wasn't until I want to say last year like after my college experience when I really had time to just kind of reflect and just think about well just like we're all so unique, like every single human being because of the experiences that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's and because of those experiences is is why we have, uh, you know, certain thoughts or perceive certain things the way we do. Right. Right. And right. to me, it's so crazy because I don't think I've ever felt like the minority because, you know, where Hannah and I we live, it's there's a huge like Japanese population here. Mm-hmm. Like my elementary school, like we have a lot of Japanese American teachers. Um, we had a couple like Korean teachers too. And so, you know what I mean? Like that's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I like literally, I can't even think, I didn't even think it was possible for an Asian like woman and man to be able to speak English fluently. Like I legit, oh. I was like, that's impossible in America because I thought all of them were immigrants and they weren't fluent in English. But then I came to California. I was like, what? The exactly? <laughs> like I was like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And so for me, when I went to college, and you know, I'm, I was maybe like, honestly, it was me and my friend Ethan. We were, I think, the only Korean. Like I, I actually remember specifically looking for Korean people like my first like month in, in college because I'm so used to being surrounded by korean americans and whatnot Mm. and um yeah just somebody on my floor was like oh i have an asian friend back home (laughs) and it was just like so funny to me because like i I wasn't like offended because i feel like i view them to be more weird like yeah like you only have like me and one other asian friend Uh like that's so weird you know so it was just so interesting because as you know we were kind of hannah and i were discussing it it was like just my experience growing up has really shaped me so like when people aren't aware or they don't know mm. it's like like my, my roommate didn't know what uh boba was and it wasn't like how bubble oh, tea over there know. though right i mean they do but she didn't oh, know what bubble tea okay, was either okay. so i was like you don't know what boba is like you mm. never had korean barbecue you know it wasn't like oh like oh korean barbecue like like meat that makes your clothes smell for days like no mm-hmm. nothing like that it was like oh you've never tried korean barbecue like how unfortunate yeah, yeah. for sure for sure i feel like um when I came to California, I was just caught off guard by how many people were so comfortable about their Asian identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was so envious of that because I was like, what would have happened if I embraced it growing up? You know, maybe I would have been able to, I don't know, like be nicer to my parents back then or not be as embarrassed or mm. etc. And 
I really do think um, there's also another flip side to like the Asians who grew up in California. I feel like there are certain um, people in the community who are uncomfortable of going outside of that community to make friends because I yeah because I was talking to my friend who um was asking me like you know there's this girl who's Asian and she grew up in like the OC area and she just told me so she's um both both her parents are half black half white so she's like mixed race very Mm -hmm. mixed race but um she was just telling her um yeah I just feel so uncomfortable like talking to non-Asians I just don't know how to like approach them basically is what she said I'm just you know saying that yeah yeah and my friend was like uh like I I would be offended you know and I think that's the reason why I get so irritated with um some of the not saying every um Asian in California is like this but there are a good amount of Asians who have been living in California who don't go outside of their Mm. circle to like make friends befriend them or talk to people outside of the community and then they say stuff like yeah black lives matter or I'm all for inclusivity but it's like where are you like you're not going out of your way to like make friends with people who aren't like you so I I, it just seems hypocritical to me to be Uh, honest so and then like when I try to converse with them they would say things like you're like not korean american you're like kind of white for a korean or like they they would say things like Bruh. you're not like korean enough or like whatever and i'm just like oh i didn't realize i have to meet a certain standard for you to like accept me like that's really like small pp energy but like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but then it's just kind of like it, it gets on the nerves because i i see so many asian people who are like yeah inclusivity but then at the same time they don't accept people like me for being different for an asian american or Uh like they don't go talk to like they don't have any like non-asian friends and i'm just like right i can't blame them but also when i see them handling certain things i get a little like caught off guard i'd say yeah yeah Mm. and that makes sense because like with like huge movements like blm and just like the general racism that we've been seeing uh just brought to the spotlight like you said it's really important to like make friends in other communities and honestly i would say that that's one of the things that like I have become more conscious of in like the last couple years. That's good. Like, yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of weird to say like, "Oh, my goal was to make <laughs> friends of different races," but it's really just one black like... friend, one Latinx <laughs> friend, one um ambiguous friend. Yes, yes, <laughs> diversity requirement. But no, but oh, actually, God. like <laughs> GD, like your um, a oh, one language. Make sure you take one like cultural blah blah blah. Oh, Sixteen oh, credits for the oh, social oh, sciences. <laughs> um but i really do want to expand like my circle just Mm -hmm. because like i think that like i do have a couple friends that are in that are of like different races different ethnicities religions but i would like to like just learn more about um their cultures because i do think it's really easy to just kind of get sucked into uh the korean bubble and then maybe even the korean christian bubble oh goodness yeah don't get us started on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i know you briefly mentioned just like oh like what if right yeah like what if you had accepted Mm -hmm. uh just being korean american earlier on like i mean what was that like i mean what made you like for sure i think that's a really good question because i was I mentioned I love 
being an intellectual hot girl. Um, <laughs> but I I was a nerd back in high school, like, I mean, in my entire life. And I felt like I had to, like, closet that part of me because, you know, the stereotype of being Asian, you're, like, mm-hmm. really good at math. You're, Artistic. like, mixed straight A's or, like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. all those yeah, things. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, I was, like, first or second chair in orchestra. And I hid that from my friends because they were asking, like, what are you doing on the weekends? And I was like, oh, nothing. Like, you know, oh, I, like... Yeah legit wouldn't invite my friends to my recitals I would perform at weddings and I would never tell anyone about it and I I was just so embarrassed of the repercussions of people knowing that I'm fitting the stereotype of being Asian so I think I kind of went out of my way to like I played lacrosse I was on the varsity team I was a team captain I you know um I don't know I don't know if this is my personality or not, but I was like the quirky Asian who like kind of didn't care about what other people thought and I felt like I tried so hard to not fit into the stereotype to prove to people like I'm different. You know, mm. I'm not like what you expect me to be because I love being unassuming. And I think it was a, it was me trying to gain control of how I'm seen by others. But like that Asian stereotype is very destructive because it, it's very restrictive on like your whole personality and such. So I don't know maybe I could have been like a mathematician or a math whiz or whatever like I, I yeah. hated Kumon so much like the, the face <laughs> of Kumon looks like it's having such a bad time like it's not smiling like it's yeah. legit just like it's just like Wait, yeah, like, like, a pencil yeah like, like it's literally just like just this scary face. Yeah. yeah like I don't like that but then like you know maybe I could have liked it if that stereotype didn't exist you know um I, I wonder like how much of it how much of my interests are shaped by what other people expect of me versus what i expect of myself which is crazy because i mean both are high schools but i want to say hannah yours a little bit a little bit lot more was like super just competitive oh, even yeah. at the high school level yeah i would not survive <laughs> yeah and if you were i don't know asian and you weren't in honors or you weren't in an ap it was like yeah. what are you why doing? Are, yeah like why aren't yeah. you yeah yeah like in the south it was like at my school if you tried hard, I would get shit because people were like, oh, you study all night, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like, who doesn't, you know? Like, uh-huh. you study, like, 10 minutes before, <laughs> you know? And then, like, I would get shit if I didn't make an A. And I'm just like, what do you want from me, you know? Mm. It's just that's, like... That's when you get the people who are like, I didn't study at all, but I got a 98. And yeah. I'm like, Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, literally shut up. I like, know. I know you studied for days. I know. Like, where are these people now? That's what I'm wondering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no i think that like my school was very very competitive Mm -hmm. and i will say like even at a school that was about 50 percent asian 50 percent white Mm -hmm. 50 percent yeah that's a lot yeah it's about yeah yeah man um i mean the other the other high school was like a lot more More white white. Um, but that's but that's because they were specifically known to be more sporty, non-academic, oh. while your high school, Hannah, was the more, if you wanted to oh. succeed academically. Yeah, yeah, yeah super, uber yeah, competitive. For sure. Um, and so, like, I feel like even in that setting, I still felt like, oh, I'm fitting the stereotype. I was also in orchestra. Um, hey, yo, what instrument did you play? <laughs> viola. I played the cello. Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You play I, violin? Yeah, but I can't Whoa, really we could, because... we could do, like, a oh, trio. Trio. <laughs> Oh, Suzuki, I'm all you getting married. Hit us up. One thousand dollars. That's the graduation song. 
congratulations on graduating. We can, we can play at graduations too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, even in those settings, I felt like the need to like hide mm-hmm. my like my dorky side and. Um, but you went to a dorky school. I, yeah, <laughs> because like you're trying to hey. You know, trying to be the least dorkiest of the dorkiest. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I can't even imagine how that must have felt. Yeah, yeah it was very conflicting. <laughs> and and I say that I've only thought about it maybe like last year after meeting like friends like you, Ayo. like not you know from my childhood because like mm-hmm. I mean we we went to I went to the same elementary, middle school, high school with these people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like it hit me last year. Like I said, it was the same group of people, the same community since like preschool, mm-hmm. like since I was a part of the South Bay community. It's a tight click. <laughs> it is. It uh-huh. is tight. So that's why I actually cried a lot in Aww. high school, like our graduation day, because it was like wow. these people you would never say hi to. Actually, now you'll never need to say hi. <laughs> I was to. like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out. <laughs> so do you think for you, like it dates, mm-hmm. like when does it date back to like when, what's your first memory of feeling othered yeah yeah the minority single doubt Um, small i mean i feel like when i was younger it definitely happened i'm thinking of this story in preschool or i guess like maybe kindergarten or yeah preschool so i i went to this preschool in humboldt tennessee um humboldt tennessee humboldt tennessee um and the my preschool teacher did not know what seaweed was or what rice was. So she legit thought that my, I had like kim and like pop, like, I don't know. I think it was like rice balls or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my preschool teacher this. legit thought I was being fed wallpaper because she did not know what nori or seaweed was. And we were pretty poor <laughs> back then. So I guess like she was just like, oh, they come up in like a beat up car and like they don't, you know, dress like they're well off. So maybe like the, the mom oh is feeding her gosh. wallpaper and rice. And I remember my mom telling me this and I was just like, wow, like that's like pretty, I, I'm just, I just feel so bad for my mom to have like oh received that. And then oh it's, it's just like so insulting. Like who would feed their like kid wallpaper? Not my mom, not Kelly. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not Kelly. Definitely not, not Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly is one of the bougiest oh, yes. moms I've ever what met. Have, what did we have last time? We had kanjang gejang. Yeah. And I was literally picking the kuchikaru from the kanjang gejang, the crab. Like I have videos. Yeah, as Holban. Oh, yes. yeah. oh yes. Mm-hmm. Never, never, Kelly, never. I know. Damn. So, like, that's to crazy. even experience it from someone who is like teaching you, yeah, that's so crazy. I had that happen a lot. But I mean, speaking of like lunchbox moments, do you do you have a lunchbox moment? <laughs> Definitely. And it's kind of interesting because right now, my dad these days he'll just be like, Julie, like, oh, how do you say like fuck in English? And I was like, rice cake. And he was like, absolutely not. Oh my gosh. I was like, what? He's like, it's duck. And he was like, what will you say? Wow, that cream pride. (laughs) Yeah. When people ask you, what is kimbap? You're not going to say Korean sushi. It's kimbap. Wow. Or or kimbab. Kimbab. That's so empowering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He was just like, but uh, my my very first memory actually is uh, in elementary school. I think it was like third or fourth grade. Uh My mom packed me jajangbap. So jajang is like oh girl, what is that? It's like a soy black bean, black bean. Black bean. Yeah, it's like black bean, but it's uh-huh. like typically you have it with noodles, but you can have it with like rice. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody made fun of me actually, but it's I was eating it and then I dropped it on my jeans. Oh, no. But it's so funny because you know it kind of hardens in the <sighs> container and it dropped straight and I had this like brown mark <laughs> on my lap and I just remember being so embarrassed. Um, oh my god! I probably had a phase of like not wanting to take lunch, which mm-hmm. is rare for me because I packed a lunch every single day since I don't know preschool till literally high school and but i say like i'm so thankful that i like pushed through because my mom would pack me bomb lunches like like mandu with like gyoza like sauce on the side or she'd pack me tacos but like (gasps) separately like tinfoil each one and i like i'd like make the taco like during my lunch and so everyone in my like you know leadership class would be like Uh can i have a bite can i have a bite but bringing it back to experiences and perspective uh-huh. my sister was the complete opposite because she opened up her lunch one time in that same class because my sister was also in leadership this one guy won't mention his name was like what's that smell oh and i think that like baby really girl hurt her. and so she never really brought she never ever really was a bring your own lunch yeah. type of person or just like where's my pp and j like where's my lunchables i was like fuck lunchables like no <laughs> give me the mandu give me the sundae give me the kimbap like <laughs> you're eating like a king <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, damn so that's yeah. crazy. I feel like that's why my mom started packing me like more American food, like sandwiches, salads. Oh. She would never pack me like Ugh. Korean food because like she knew. Days. Yeah, she would also <laughs> would let me eat like kimchi for breakfast. Like she would make me eat American breakfast because she knew how much shit I got for like eating Asian food or like smelling like Asian food. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you know what I just remembered? Uh huh. Somebody actually in the eighth grade, uh-huh. I brought. It was like the eighth grade like graduation picnic. Oh goodness! Somebody. Okay, so we were all going to a picnic, whatever, right? Like it's our last day to play together, whatever. I brought my tennis rackets, and he said that my tennis rackets smelled Korean. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> like kimchi? Like <laughs> I don't know. He was like, "Oh, your tennis rackets smell Korean," and I was like. Um, oh, you, you smell Korean. Yeah, like, oh, my laptop smells Korean too. Oh. I smell Korean. And I was like, "What? What?" Damn. But that's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's probably like a mix of like tenjang, chongguk jang, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. like red oh, ginseng, God. kimchi, chongguk jang. Oh, How do you even God. describe what chongguk jang is? I love chongguk jang. <laughs> I love chongguk jang. I don't even know what that is. It's like a. It's, it's like, like a, a. It's like natto, but the Korean version of it. Isn't it like more oh. fermented tenjang? Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. It's okay, like okay. more intense tenjang. I think I've had it. Which yeah. tenjang is? Soybean paste. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, but my dad would say, "Don't say that." I know. Don't say that. What would your dad say? Tenjang, yes. Tenjang is Tenjang. Tenjang, yes. But I mean, you guys can tell. Like, I don't speak Korean very well. Like, I know most of the foods, but even amongst the foods, like, I don't know a lot. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with like the way that I grew up as well, because I grew up in Colorado, like at the beginning of my life, and from ages one to like four fluent i like look back on videos and i was so fluent in korean it was crazy and then i guess like i started going to preschool and of course it's an english speaking school and i came home one day and my mom said something to me in korean and i was like what she repeated it and i was like what i don't understand you and that happened like she said like 
on the ninth time she was sick of it and she just <laughs> the ninth yeah wow, the that's ninth your mom time. has a lot of patience <laughs> no, she does i was like oh damn um but she said after that she was so sick of like my attitude and was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna oh, speak english at home wow. and so since then i have lost like a majority of my korean and oh my so goodness. i think like even from a young age like there was some like self-hatred and like it's funny because i was like talking to my sister and my sister like loves our korean culture like she is mm. all about like k-pop hip-hop k-r&b dramas all <laughs> like just everything I love and she's been yeah. and the thing is like i think that like when she started accepting her korean identity i still hadn't accepted mine uh. like i was still in college i was still like oh like it's so embarrassing. Like, K-pop is so embarrassing. Mm. I think it's embarrassing because of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 60% of them are yeah, not yeah, Korean. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think that's it. <laughs> oh, Chung- Jungkook. I feel like Taylor Swifties, One Directioners, and K-pop like fans, all the same. They're so obsessive. They're so scary. Um, they are. They are. There's a Korean term for that. Like, they're crazy. Like, when my parents would watch oh. the Korean news and stuff, like, oh. they're called, oh, I remember, it's Hazheng fan. Like, it oh. for sure means something. I don't know what it means, mm-hmm. but it's because they're like, like, you know, like, if they were to get into that crowd, like, they'd probably come out of it with scratch marks, like, no so much anxiety no 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 it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy oh gosh yeah i feel like i absolutely hated bts before (laughs) this christmas break because i was because of the fans i'm telling you it's the fans they're crazy and i'm just like i don't want to be associated like (laughs) i can't see (laughs) (laughs) but basically i i remember just not watching korean dramas not like being into k-pop and like I admit, like, when people would ask me about it, I would get so mad because I'm like, you think just because I'm Korean, I would know these things? So I would just be like, oh, yeah. no. But my parents are obsessed with BTS. So. My dad? Obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Not my mom, like, just my dad. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Thinks, like, they bring so much awareness to our culture and that they should get an award from, our like, the Korean president and should be exempt from the army because they bring in so much tourism. That's what my parents think, too. Like, literally, <laughs> they should have a conversation. We should, like, set up a Zoom, Zoom. call for maybe your bts fans will maybe the army will like support this podcast and then it'll just be like oh it'll blow up yeah i'm down didn't we just kind of shit on them a little bit no because um (laughs) because now they're okay yeah i i I get it (laughs) okay okay you know just don't go crazy but like you know what y'all did at like you know trump's rally you bought out the seat tickets and no one was there do that kind of stuff. Do that. You know? do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your annoying for good. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So kind of sad that I am no longer bilingual, but hey, it's never too late. I'm working on it. I've hey. just been trying. Uh, have I been trying? I've been kind of trying to watch gay dramas. I think you've gotten a lot better. Oh, like, trust that's me. Good. Like in middle school and in high school. Uh huh. Harmony. Yeah, Piwa. But- <laughs> it's raining oh okay <laughs> no, like, it was what are you bad. watching like, i'm not yeah, i'm not even gonna like i'm not even gonna uh-huh. sugarcoat this shit like hannah was bad yeah like it was bad it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't even know i didn't even know if hannah could speak korean to be wow. honest and then, the fact that you're fluent it's crazy yeah watching those videos i'm like who is she <laughs> like yeah <gasps> but yeah like a part of me too i will say so i i, th- I definitely did have that phase too where i was like embarrassed to be good at korean embarrassed to be knowledgeable in korean Mm -hmm. yeah um not not ever like being korean but like showing the koreanness yeah right um but then 
freshman year of college, I started freaking out because, you know, when I'm in, when I was in Syracuse, there was no reason for me to really speak Korean. So I started forgetting <gasps> a lot of Korean. Yeah, that's what my parents say from like just living in America too, because they don't, they're not around that many Koreans like in Korea. So they just yeah. forget how to speak Korean. Like when they go back to Korea, they're like, oh, I forgot how to like, it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, scary. Like, the Korean language is changing very quickly all the time. New trending words. Um, and so I was like, oh, how am I going to like, how, like, because I know, I think this is what my sister feels. Like sometimes she just like won't talk because she knows she can't get her message across because she doesn't know it in Korean. I see. I feel like I was used to that feeling because my grandmas or like my relatives would come over from Korea. They would know English. And I would feel like I would do like impersonation or like. <laughs> You're acting it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would legit maybe spend like five minutes just trying to get a certain thought across. And I was just like, oh, my work is yeah. done. <laughs> so I was just getting like really upset that I wouldn't be able to communicate. Oh. to the extent to the degree that i wanted to uh so i was like okay more korean dramas hit me up with them because i think yeah. that's also how i learned oh. so sometimes my parents i'll like know a word and they'll be like how do you know that word i'm like korean drama wow. that's how i know that's how i know the word wow so that's amazing i know seriously yeah, yeah and i think like me wanting to like be whitewashed like i was like oh yeah i'm korean but i'm whitewashed like i would literally say those words yeah i think that really really peaked in middle school mm. because that was when i like kind uh, of middle school my korean group of friends because i was like fuck the drama because honestly mm. we were hella dramatic in elementary school <laughs> um and that's when i like hung out with like probably like the most diverse group of friends i've ever had like i was the only i was one of like two asians maybe in our group um and i did have a lot of fun but i also like you said like remember kind of giving in to like those asian jokes like oh yeah i'm good at math like oh and like laughing along because i wanted to like fit in and like make people laugh and like Mm -hmm. that was something that everyone kind of knew like was a stereotype yeah Um, it just sucks that you have to like diminish your asian identity just so everyone else could be comfortable with it you know mm -hmm. i I think that just it just hurts to like realize that too because it's just like why can't people accept me for like my full natural being and i don't have to like alter myself just so they can be comfortable you know i'm all about making people uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) what did you say yesterday to me or somebody said it oh uh, you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable yes Uh exactly exactly and i I think i was just so used to being uncomfortable back then that like when you're used to that feeling you kind of just have that mentality of like what do i have to lose you know like you know because you I, I don't know you like realize at the end like okay this is only like i'm just gonna feel uncomfortable for this moment but mm-hmm. in the end it's gonna be so worth it to have gone through that discomfort to be comfortable so yes dang oh, i love that preach I gems love that. <laughs> yes. can i get an amen can i get an amen, get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so yeah uh like i was saying middle school that's when like my hatred for my culture like really started and i know hatred is like a really strong word but mm-hmm. i would say that like it was it was pretty strong back then like did not speak any korean at home um of course i would like try to with my grandma but even like i would hide like watching fucking k-dramas like that's mm. when like wow 
꽃보다 남자? 꽃보루 남자. 꽃보다 꽃보다 what was it? 꽃보다 남자. 꽃보다 남자. Yeah. Is it 보다? 보다. 꽃보다 남자. Yeah. That's like before, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's when I was speaking, but it's kind of on a tangent too. But like, you you know, also why I stopped speaking Korean though? Like at one point was because when I tried to be polite to my friends' parents, they would make they wouldn't make fun of me, but but, they would make but I have it, there's a term for Korean American. It's called um, yeah, but oh, but it's called <laughs> chemi gyopo. I, I just know I just know these terms. I don't really know what it means. But oh. we are like us three. We are chemi gyopos, right? Like oh. Korean American. But I would try to be polite and add a yo, which is the honorific, right? Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you speak like saturi, so like southern, like yeah, yeah, like Korean with the slang. And I was like, no. <laughs> But the way I would speak Korean would sound like I had like an accent. Oh. So that like reminds me when I came to UCLA, I had a thick Southern accent. And no, you didn't. Yeah. And I would be like, hey, y'all, I want to be a lawyer when I grow up or like, you know, stuff like that. And I think my friends were like, oh, like, where are you from? <laughs> really? Yeah. And Did you really? Yeah. And I feel like because, it, you know, Southerners don't get the best uh, rap because people see people with a Southern accent as like stupid basically and i was like mm. oh i don't want to be seen as that so i'm just gonna like try my hardest to like not have a southern accent but when i get a little tipsy then like my little southern draw comes out and i'm a southern bale and southern yeah. male yeah I so not yeah i think it's because when you're around I, I feel like i pick it up when i like am back home or like i talk mm. to my like friends who are like have a thick southern accent but mm. and like my dad he had a he had he's from like the very hick town of uh chinan in korea so he would like i think like there's a korean word for where they call them like rednecks also but it's like Mm. chicken neck i don't know what that that's like the korean term like they would call them that i don't know um but basically my dad would like hide his like southern accent too or like his country accent because he didn't Mm. want to be seen as like less than Mm. so so crazy. Yeah, those yeah. parallels. But anyways, yeah. we were talking about middle school, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So taking it back to middle school, what was middle school Sharon like? Oh, still, middle school Sharon. Yes. Still oval glasses? <laughs> um, unfortunately, yes. But I think they were leopard. Oh. <laughs> oh, it up. Yes. <laughs> but yes. So middle school Sharon. I think she had a perm because we came back from Korea and my parents insisted on me getting a perm and getting that orange K-pop hair. (laughs) I know it's horrendous. I'll show you pictures later. But um, I I was so shy and it was my first time going to a private school and it was my first time going to school in Memphis. So I was just scared and I just wanted to make friends and I was like soft-spoken because like I'm shy, right? Right. So I remember like on a dress-up day, my mom got me this really cute like yellow North Face jacket. It was like a soft yellow, like a pastel, and mm. it looked great on my tan skin. And I was Aww. like, I'm gonna stun on these hoes, like wearing yes. these over my uniform. And then this girl, <laughs> <laughs> you can believe that out, I guess, <laughs> um, was like, Oh my gosh, you're like wearing a yellow jacket. That's so funny because you're Asian. And she like made fun of me for wearing my cute yellow jacket. And I was Whoa. just like, oh. And then I like went to the bath. And you know, like when you feel like your tears coming and it's, you're, you're, you feel you're your red. face getting hot. Yeah. And then like it just, it, it just like wells up. And you're like, oh, I don't want to cry in front of people. I don't want to cry in front of people. So I just like rushed to the bathroom and I just like cried in the bathroom stall. You know that mean girl's like scene where like she's eating lunch by herself? Mm-hmm. Like I think it was lunchtime and I was thinking about doing that. But I just like, I think I threw away my like, 
whole sandwich and I just like went to the bathroom and just like cried because I was like oh my gosh they're so mean to me and I feel like lunch politics was so big in middle school especially lunch going politics, <laughs> yeah. it's like what table you sat at and like where you sat at that table like mattered mm. because it's like it was like a you know uh, indicative of your status yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Mm. and like your lunchbox had to like look cute you guys you had that Vera Bradley insulated lunchbox <laughs> oh you Bradley. we were and you couldn't have like an outdated print or you were seen as lesser dan like people would just be like oh is that like last season <laughs> holy what? shit that's was, another level it was so scary like i feel like i that was like boot camp that's why i have really thick skin honestly um and i feel like that's why i am very particular about like what i choose to wear or what i choose to accessorize with because of that wow. but um anyways yeah the girls were horrible i didn't have like a jusicator daydreamer so i had to like wait like for christmas to get a juicy guitar daydreamer i remember it's like burgundy and like velvet with like the maroon leather trim and there's like a big bow and like some of those charms and i was like i'm gonna go in with this like cute little like purse and like make friends and i swear people started looking at me like a normal person just because i had that even though it was clearance um (laughs) nobody has to know that yeah but like it's because the other popular girl had a similar like style so i think they were just like they associated me as like oh look sharon the popular girl have like the same style juicy couture purse like you know that must be it so i i got my first (laughs) pair of skinny jeans in like eighth grade oh god that's late that's late oh god i I think i was like the only girl still wearing skirts wow and skirts are like super uh, really i had a uniform so i had no choice for us like what would you say the equivalent was (laughs) because absolutely nobody was wearing juice like handbags though dude juicy couture was popping in elementary school yeah it was no it was Mm -hmm, oh my god mm -hmm. yeah that and then there was a huge tom's face (gasps) i remember that dude i had like four different colors like how sparkling ones your tom's tan was was oh gosh like your commitment to giving another child another pair wow (laughs) and then that guy got arrested (laughs) because like he had his like dick out and like he was just like just full-on like nude in public and just harassing people i think Wait, the owner of tops yeah I, he just went crazy okay. basically this other girl that i befriended she i i had my first limited two shirt it was clearance but i was so proud of it but it was black and white and then she made fun of me because she's like you look like you're from jail <gasps> and i was like <laughs> and i was oh so God. sad because i was like she's like she was like so much skinnier than me and i was like a little like chubby kid with like my chonky, oval glasses right? yes chonky, chonky. <laughs> and i was so insecure and i was like oh okay so i just didn't wear it ever again around her and she had like all the newest edition like limited two stuff and like wow. she had so many webkins like she had like 20 yo that was status <laughs> yeah right yeah this is so Damn. stupid how much like this kind of stuff matters because like in like reality we don't like we don't still carry around like webkins around that'd be weird you know yeah, yeah. maybe you do maybe <laughs> in your... <laughs> no but Man. honestly for me i don't remember it ever being like a something that you hold like something that you're like wearing because oh. i feel like a majority of people were wearing similar things i feel like most of my middle school bullying experience happened online it was all like <gasps> form spring shit like oh i'm gonna write this like subtweet no. like i'm gonna like shit, make some tumblr post yeah Dude, she's a pioneer <laughs> yeah it was real Gosh. early damn ahead of the curve like always Actually, always, always, <laughs> always wow tooth gem you know yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah do you still have that 
No, uh, did you just follow it? No, it went down my drain. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it. I feel like. Do you just like pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real sad. Oh my gosh. Actually, I was just reminded like of when you guys were talking about just like where you sat was like mm-hmm. it reminded me of how I never freaking sat at a table. Like Aww. I was super Korean about it. And I always sat on the floor for lunch. What? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Did all of your friends? Yeah. Because like we had like these round tables and it was either you sat at the round tables and never really ate a lunch. You know, all those oh. kids like kind of the skater more only like ate like the big hot cheetos <laughs> and then in the cafeteria yeah. we're kind of you're more like honestly i don't want to weird ones a little bit a little yeah. bit you know and uh the rest of us would all like our guy friends always played basketball during lunch and then on the side like we would like sit in a circle like on the floor yeah like yeah. leaning on the building wall because oh you're gosh. practicing um, for being wags great Wife and girlfriends of what? sports oh. stars. Oh, 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 oh. I, I was like, I was, I was like, like, why don't I don't know what's a wag? What's a wag? I was like, I'm just um, gonna smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I just, love that honestly. And like the only time I was really made made fun of, mm-hmm. but this is just like my, my optimism kicking in. Uh-huh. Mm. I brought a pink Calpico. Um, and I was being, made, I got made fun of because they were like, why are you drinking Pepto Bismol? Right? And like in the moment, like I was like, oh, but, I hate that feeling. Uh-huh. But then I was like, these bitches, like, <laughs> don't even know what like Korean yakult tastes like. Bruh. Like, does it, like, you know what, the, honestly, the best feeling is, is when I yeah, can't yeah, describe yeah. what a Korean snack tastes like. I feel that. I feel that. Because yeah. it's so good. Yeah. There's no word to describe it because it's korean yeah, you know yeah. or just like asian snacks in general yeah. like that's why i always say like no you just have to taste it to know what i'm uh-huh. what i'm saying um it's like yeah make fun of me all you want because you're missing out like mm-hmm. you are the one missing out Definitely. on how great this tastes i know yeah so and like i feel like with embracing asians well just embracing your asianness with whether it's like asian snacks or sitting on the floor that like reminds me of like how i remember i I like cried myself to sleep every night because like I was so sad of like I was like I don't want to go to school I was like maybe I can just like fake being sick or like I'll like I'll just cry it out and then I think my mom heard me one day and she was she like came up to my like room she's like why are you crying and I was like I don't want to go to school the girls are so mean and basically um her and my aunt were scheming because they're like because they knew about the whole purse situation and they were like Mm. all right we're gonna get you a Louis Vuitton purse but fake and I was like (laughs) yes figure out a way and it looked legit and i told jimio yang about this like story how like basically i got my i got like a fake louis vuitton purse like you know fit in with like the girls and then he was like that's the most asian shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually it is and i was like oh my gosh that's funny like um i I thought i was doing something white you know getting like an expensive purse but like in reality Mm. that was like the most asian shit i would have i'd done so yeah, so Jimmy O. Yang just made me realize that I just did something really Asian when I was trying to be really white. And, you know, mm. that reminded me of how I always felt like the side character in my friend group or just like in school. Mm. And Aww. I never felt like the main character. And that really bugged me, you know, looking back. And even during then, I feel like back then I just didn't realize I was frustrated about that because yeah. hormones, you know. But 
yeah that was weird honestly (laughs) i really i actually really really relate to that because i think that also like i always felt like oh i was friends i was friends with the most popular girl like it was never like same a me thing yeah even though like i was in like the i mean i would consider it to be like the um the top of the totem pole um but i wasn't like the the head figure like i was like one level below that um you're like associated with them exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and so yeah i think i really really relate to that Mm -hmm. as well and it sucks because like even in media like tv shows the asian character is never the main character it's always like they're just some insignificant role and i'm just like why (laughs) like Mm -hmm. why why does london tipton have to be this like you know this blonde bimbo or like rich spoiled girl but she can't be the main character you know um yeah think about that a lot i was compared to her a lot in elementary school actually wow yeah 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 but it's funny because uh i would bring it up and like people's reactions were like oh my god that's so rude but i i've never thought of it like that yeah which is just interesting to me yeah um and even in high school just talking about like like seeing so many i think like empowered women that are that look like me right like i never felt like that i was any less mm-hmm. um and i think it was because we had like this korean teacher at my high school who was very vocal very that's strong, dope wow super, like super strong right like everybody yeah. knows her mm-hmm. and she would always like i don't know if she knows that her words like really like encouraged me but you know i was always in like asb like student council and in student council too like i mean my freshman year there were more asian people in it than like non-asian people wow and so when i was president my senior year like i mean i had her class every day but she'd mention it every time i'd walk into class oh there's our president like first korean president of our high school since like i don't know like 60 70 years ago something 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 so like yeah it's crazy like i feel like because of the people going back to what you had said like you didn't even know mm-hmm. there could be like asian american immigrants who spoke yeah. english fluently like yeah. for me i grew up with the complete opposite all my doctors family doctors they're all korean american females actually and so it's like oh like that is what is expected of me you know and even like going to church mm-hmm. it was always like so-and-so's daughter who's like i don't know five ten years like i swear it's always the korean american yeah. females who are just we're carrying everyone yeah, we are. <laughs> the korean american males come on no that korean boy syndrome jeez <laughs> korean boys but yeah korean american females are so yeah. strong resilient i feel like they they take in a lot and i don't think a lot of people realize it unless you are one of them mm. but i honestly like when you like brought up like korean church and just like what it was like growing up in that community i almost feel like for a time in my life i was living like two lives so like in <laughs> montana no literally it uh-huh. was at school i was in this popular group <laughs> just right at the top of the totem pole don't worry she didn't peak level. in high school <laughs> <laughs> i peaked in middle school actually <laughs> the armpit of life yeah um and so i was living this like you know like super like superficial like kind of mean sassy um life at school and then i would go to church with all like my <gasps> korean friends uh-huh. um and like and then of course like you know you're like more wholesome but i mm-hmm. i do kind of like look back and i'm like you know i think that like 
between those two versions of myself i really was able to like be myself and be weird at church Mm. and i think a lot of that has to do with just like not putting on an act Mm. um and not like trying to like suppress my koreanness Mm. um which is like just like denying who i am yeah so yeah yeah that's deep do you feel like between you going to school like it's private school being like the only asian in your class Uh and i don't know your other communities like i don't know either with your family relatives i don't know if you went to church like do you feel like you were living this hannah montana life (laughs) oh for sure when hannah was saying that i was like that was me because (laughs) korean church was so small back then so everyone knew everyone else's business and every like everyone in the youth group knew like the drama going off like my parents and like their parents and like other people's parents and i feel like it was already such a small like church community and it always split into like three churches and i'm just like there's only like five people at each church like what are y'all doing you know yeah and i feel like a lot of koreans like to sue my parents for different reasons so Mm. i felt like i would try to get away from that korean identity because i was like i don't want to be under like a microscope at like all times you know i felt like i had to uphold this like perfect korean christian girl like daughter you know look i i was leader of praise band i like led bible study i gave rides to people i don't know like you know i had made good grades and like you know all this stuff and i felt like i felt like not only were like my peers like watching me but like every adult was like watching every my every step and then like all this stuff and I I felt like I was carrying my family's um, image on my shoulders too because my mm-hmm. actions matter so much. So I I knew how to look like that Korean, the perfect Korean Christian daughter, you know, um, you know, help clean up at, like all the events or you know yeah, yeah. speak Korean or like talk to like the parents or you know like have really good prayers. I don't know some stuff <laughs> like that, you know, <laughs> like just just little things like do the dishes, like you know when yeah. you clean up. Um, but. Yeah, no, I I felt like I just, I was so ready to, like, get rid of that Korean identity because of, like, how um, watched I felt. And it was just very frustrating for me. So I felt like I would always go back to my um, white private school friends more to kind of get out of that, like, stressful um, situation. Damn. Yeah, because I think, like, I kind of felt like I was, like, escaping, but you were almost, like, the opposite like wanting to escape Mm -hmm. from that so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i mean moving on from like that part of your life like high school how do you think like your experience growing up in the south has contrasted um when you have like come to la and like um i would say that you're my uh bougie one of my bougiest (laughs) friends i was telling i was telling um oh goodness Uh uh-huh i was talking to my boyfriend yesterday I was like, boyfriend. I, I, I was like, how do I describe Sherry? <laughs> and I go, do you know what Erwan is? Oh gosh! <laughs> I literally, I literally go to Erwan to like soak up all the hot energy because I'm just like, you know, you're the average of everyone you're around. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. oh, but yeah, like, I kind of want to hear about like how the transition was for sure from Memphis to LA. I think I was so ready to get out that I was like, okay, bye. And then once I got to LA, I was like, oh my gosh, where am I? Because I got so overwhelmed by the diversity. Like mm. there was, I I was so used to being the, 
the only Asian girl that like I, I can't do that anymore you know so oh, yeah. I was just like I can't be seen as Asian like what am I I'm not token Asian anymore so I think Whoa. I was like who am I I'm not just Asian you know mm. and I think that forced me to do a lot of introspection and just do a lot of um discovering what does it mean to be Korean American? What does it mean to be like me? What does it mean to be et cetera? And I felt like I did that through my Asian American studies classes. So I I love the social sciences and humanities and you do a deep dive into like Asian American history and you kind of realize, oh, wow, there's like a lot of parallels with like what other historians say that they um, experienced and how they interacted with the world and like how I perceived the world and how I interacted with the world and I just fell in love and I felt like it was a form of therapy like academic therapy for me because it was putting words it was putting words to these emotions and conflicts I had growing up in the south yeah. yeah yeah so I felt like I don't know I, I I also realized it wasn't much better in LA with like the racism because everyone there's so many racist people in LA it's just that they're so good at hiding it that's mm. why like these yeah. woke liberals in LA when they're like I love bibimbap or like I love Korean barbecue <laughs> like you know I have an Asian girlfriend that's, and I'm white I know but it's just like they are so racist it's just like from the outside they look like they're not racist so it's like a wolf and she's sheep's clothing honestly so sometimes mm. i think about it i'm like sometimes i appreciate how blatantly racist southerners are because it's like you you know like where their intentions like you know what they're thinking but with some people that i've mm. met like the liberals i'm just like you're trying to put on a certain face or image and i know deep down that like you have some inner conflicts with like black people or like asian people you're just not you just know like what to say and like what not to say Damn. yeah damn i have never thought about that before. yeah yeah I, yeah I, I don't even know what to respond to that honestly it's i think once you live on like both sides you kind of see oh in the end like everyone's kind of messed up <laughs> you know yeah and i think that kind of gives me like a little bit of grace to like people because honestly like it's just like they don't know and i think yeah. when intellectuals are like I would say liberals are more educated because they like read up on things, you know, theories or like whatever. But I I see it as they these liberals in L.A. who are woke um, know what to reference, like what theories to reference, what like social activists to reference. And mm -hmm. they use that as a reason to say, look, I'm not racist because I know these like theories and things to back my things up. But like in reality, their heart isn't like there you know so oh. sometimes like i just get so annoyed with intellectuals because they would rather be book smart than like street smart or like have empathy and i find that really annoying because just because you're smart doesn't mean you're a good person you know i yeah. think there's a lot <laughs> now i have so many questions <laughs> we're gonna need a tea time after oh my gosh <laughs> oh gosh i'm yeah. sorry i opened up like a can of worms no no we'll yeah. definitely yeah get into that maybe um Maybe, maybe on a on a room in Clubhouse. Yes, <laughs> yes, Clubhouse. You're pretty active on that. Oh gosh, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, Hannah, so well spoken. I invited Hannah to <laughs> bro. Um, <laughs> one of the best nights I've had in like months. I was like, uh, holy shit. Okay, so I was a I was on Asian Bachelor, um, Clubhouse. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I started a group chat with like my friends who were in the same clubhouse room with me because I was like, I need to like, 
talk to people when I'm uh-huh. going through this. So we're basically just talking shit about all the other contestants. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. like, some of the contestants are like, joke them weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, just and some a lot weird. Some money yeah. weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. But I kept being like, I don't want to make it to the next round. Like, what should I do? You know? Like, I was just she like, was literally <laughs> self-sabotaging. She's like, I don't want to go on a date with this guy. Yeah, because I, I was like, I don't want to make it. Because, like, I, I mean, like, I get it. I have a good personality, you know. Like I'm not ugly. You know? like, I was like, I was like, okay. So, so like each round, I kept making it to each round. I was like, oh no, oh no. And like I'm just freaking out. She made it to top two. Yeah. And then she purposefully answered so that he wouldn't choose her. Like we all knew what he wanted. What to was hear. the question? How important is your faith to you? Absolutely not. Is that what you said? <laughs> I I mean I was honest. I mean I said some really long lines. <laughs> Uh, who's jesus no um jesus, no, jesus. jesus korean jesus um but no i i mean i honestly said i grew up in a church but like right now i don't know where i'm at with my like faith because yes i do want a relationship with like korean jesus or like god <laughs> but it's just like i'm trying to figure out like where i am with that but yeah maybe we will start a room on clubhouse but speaking Ayo. of our in-house creative sharon <laughs> yes is quite quite active on all the social medias yes so you guys need to check out her tiktok because (laughs) when i tell you i have learned so much i have learned so much she has she she went viral all right yes we're talking like 400k views on videos i learned how to put on liquid blood (laughs) victoria beckham style but we're just gonna we're just gonna remix that that's sharon Sharon style style. (laughs) (laughs) so it's at hello i'm sharon on tiktok on instagram it's hello underscore i'm underscore sharon and <laughs> what else can we look out for in the future? Oh, so I'm trying to create a Korean matcha brand. I'm in the very early stage. Ooh. So sign up on the website if you want a free sample, which will be released soon. And what's the website? It's www.malcha.co. But yeah, check her out. Sharon is honestly like, one of the most ambitious, driven, yes, entrepreneurial, <laughs> artistic, smart people like in my life. She's a hang. Aww. She's a hang. Hot Asian. Where is it? Where is it? Nerd Hot, girl. Yes, nerd girl. Woo, She's a hang. She's hangs. A hang. <laughs> I'm a hang. You're a yes, hang. Yes, we're all hangs. We're all hang. <laughs> hang out with the hangs. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. This is really fun. Thanks yes. for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Cute music. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Ooh. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, I was getting. Okay, okay. You, you just start us off. Beautiful. Uh, 
here's the thing we started out friends uh, uh. it was cool and we <laughs> all pretend yeah yeah since you've been gone <laughs> wow what, what are the words that again and now you don't uh, and all you do is hear me say <laughs> what do i do <laughs> But pretend like you're singing the words so it's not a matter I can't breathe for the first time. I'm still moving on. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Alright class. Bye. Alright.